I saw this movie All the Money in the World on the kidnapping of the grandson of the famed oil baron, Paul Getty who was the wealthiest person in the world at that time. This is not a review of the movie. The movie itself is not a great movie though the director is well known, Ridley Scott. However, I noted couple of utterances of Paul Getty, acted well by Christopher Plummer, which makes for some good analysis and discussion. By the way, Plummer is a great actor. Paul Getty, an avid art collector besides being a hugely successful oil man, says to his security chief, acted not so well by Mark Wahlberg. I like things more than people. Things, objects, artifacts, paintings, they are exactly what they appear to be. They never change. They never disappoint. There's a purity to beautiful things that I've never been able to find in another human being. That is not a stupid statement. It might be true when it comes from an incredibly wealthy person, when he becomes the target of unscrupulous friends, relatives and conmen who try to swindle his money. I am not an art collector, so I am not able to appreciate the beauty that he is referring to, though I am always impressed with the architecture of an iconic building and the skylines of a Hong Kong, a New York, or a Singapore for that matter. I do believe some of the people that I have come to know in my life are indeed beautiful, not in a physical sense, but from a perspective of their solemn and unshakable views on matters of life, reflecting their inner beauty. It is true that most people that we come across could be having not an altruistic view of everything that they intend to do, and further they might not give a damn about any kind of human distress or misery. It is not unusual to meet people with a hardened view of life in general, and a tough outlook which makes them somewhat unsociable, unless they are wealthy. Think about the pitiable situation when we do not have any option but to interact with such folks. Wealth does destroy people. As Paul Getty himself says in this movie, when a man becomes wealthy, he has to deal with the problems of freedom. All the choices he could possibly want. An abyss opens up. It ruins men, marriages. But most of all, it ruins the children. Too much wealth misdirects the wealthy and more critically their offsprings often in the wrong direction. Apart from the inevitable isolation that follows the wealth, it generates haughtiness, disdain, on the less wealthy folks, contemptuous thinking, and enormous distance with the less fortunate. While there are several very wealthy people who are very considerate and attentive towards the world's problems, like Bill Gates, there are not sufficient numbers of them to take the place of a lack of government intervention in alleviating the burdens of the poor and the needy. The other angle in what Paul Giddy says is about the ruining of men and marriages. He is referring to his own son who fell by the wayside with drug affliction, and the divorce that resulted. This is what I am referring to when I say that wealth causes misdirection in one's life. It is not inevitable, but it is often the case. When we sell our pure soul to our wealth, then we will get into serious trouble. You will never be able to buy your soul back. Your soul gets damaged and corrupted, and then you lose your own conscience. If you miss your soul and your conscience, you are no longer a human being, and so will not be able to discharge your obligations to your own family. This becomes clear when Paul Getty first refuses to pay the ransom to his grandson's kidnappers, and then later gets into a tax deduction discussion on the ransom amount with his advisors to the utter shock of his daughter-in-law, the mother of his grandson. His priorities were misplaced and misdirected. A discussion on wealth cannot close without a discussion on inequality. Disproportionate accumulation of wealth in the hands of a few is the chief determinant of inequality. Blaming the poor for their work culture or ethics is not the solution for the creation of an equitable society, Republicans argue this way against the blacks in the U.S. An indiscriminate wealth accumulation leads to an unholy nexus with political parties and religious gurus. 
the levers of power then exclude the equitable treatment of the poor versus the wealthy, as the benefits to folks engaged in the power games are extremely high when the nexus plays out in the society. Many of the benefits flow streams are hidden in plain sight, so most common folks would never learn what they have missed out, though they have every right to enjoy the same benefits. Such arguments also apply to the huge creation of wealth in the hands of the social media entrepreneurs who now control every facet of our existence. Their maneuverings at the back with power-greedy brokers are not seen, and their grasp of our existential statistics is simply too huge to be believed. Huge wealth is bad in whichever set of hands it comes to grips with. In a nutshell, wealth needs to be redistributed in a society where the disparities are huge to be addressed even in multiple generations. It is only fair to seek proper opportunities to the disadvantaged. I am not advocating the grab of wealth from the wealthy and hand it over to the poor. I am saying that wealth redistribution depends on appropriate opportunity creation for the less fortunate folks and taxes which are appropriate on the wealthy including estate taxes. Not a popular notion, I guess, but we are now in a different era altogether. Have a good weekend. Best regards. Vijay Srinivasan. 9th of January 2021